politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Adam! Bo? Travis? Yes. <laughs> I, you know, every time you do that, yes, I get thrown off. <laughs> Adam, Travis and I were talking this week. I keep getting these quizzes online. I know you don't spend a lot of time on social media, but are you familiar with the quizzes that, that pop up on Facebook? Have you seen them? I've seen them. I have avoided doing anything about them, but I've certainly seen them. So, you know, one of the ones that I saw was, you know, uh, tell us about your worst breakup. I think it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, maybe. My name is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He um, sent me, everyone that I know, a question saying, he must have promoted it, saying, you know, what was your worst breakup story? Something like that. And I noticed a lot of people I respect and, and, and think, I think they're pretty smart, were giving earnest answers about their worst breakup story. And I thought, this is just a celebrity who probably rented out his account to some commercial endeavor that wants to know the answer to this question. I could be wrong, but that's what it seemed like. And so I responded, I'm still not giving you my password. I got a gazillion likes on it because I think people are aware of the fact that these kind of quizzes, maybe not that one, but quizzes that ask you like 60 things. And oddly enough, about 25% of them were travel related. And they were about specific places where people may have traveled. And it was super clear that it was a some sort of travel agent or airline or something like that, trying to figure out how to micro-target ads. I don't get why people are doing this, but I think that there's a more sinister side to it. Yeah, I mean, one thing I uh, saw recently was I had to update the password on an uh, on a app um, that's connected to my healthcare plan. And to confirm that it was me, it gave me uh, old addresses. So it'd give you, you know, three addresses. I've lived at one. It just said, pick the one that you've lived at before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So nice. It's a, it's a clever way to do a security question. But one thing I've seen on Facebook many, many times is something saying, um, you know, what would your movie star name be? Joseph and it always, Levitt. one of the things it always says is the street that you grew up on or a street that you used to live on and your uh, pet's first name or uh, your first pet's name rather. And those are both really good answers to se- uh, security questions that those are commonly used saying, have you lived at the street and what was your first pet's name? And so you see, you know, thousands of people putting something up there like you know, Fido Birch or whatever. Mine was, mine was, mine was Putty Cobb. <laughs> I, nice. I would be a, that was a really good stage name and mine was muffin sherman see now we've given away 
information right now. But Adam, you know why it's not an issue because you never give the real information. Because I can't remember the real information. No, that's <laughs> not why. Because <laughs> you lie like a superhero. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. I try to, I try to again. I just keep thinking, what would Clark Kent do right now? Shows how stupid a crook can be. Imagine him thinking you could be Superman. <laughs> well, now, just a minute. It isn't that funny. Oh, don't worry, Mr. Kent. We think you're all right, just like you are. While these may be interesting things to answer, or it's an opportunity to express yourself in a creative way, uh, you, you may well be providing information to a third party who doesn't have your best interests in, in, uh, in mind and, and may actually just be lurking there reading these feeds and may have nothing to do with the, the, original, the original prompt, but they're in there. If I can see your answer, so can other people. Well, and the important thing is to remember that in a situation like this, instant gratification may not be the way to go. <laughs> right. May, may not, maybe no gratification. Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people that they go after. I'm Adam Levin, Cyber Ringmaster. I'm Bo Cybermensch. I'm Travis Cyberclown. And today we're talking with Caitlin Brodnick, author of the book Dangerous Boobies, about her experience having an elective preventive double mastectomy. She's also the host of the podcast Scam Wow. So today we're going to talk about how someone scammed her. Hi, guys. Huh? Hey there. Hello. Happy to be here. Full disclosure, we've had a, oh, an opportunity to spend some time with Caitlin on her show. We had a blast. We also lowered her property values digitally uh, significantly. <laughs> and... Uh, but it, it, we had a lot of fun on her show because Caitlin and her, her cohort, they, they're just fun. I mean, you talk about scams and you almost don't even feel bad anymore. It was like, oh, well, I was scammed. Are we doing a service or are we really yeah, harming we are. people's lives? This was way too much fun. Way too much fun. <laughs> But anyway, so so to really get a feel for this, so Caitlin is the host of her own scam-based podcast. It's called Scam Wow, but she was scammed herself. I was. Thanks for having me on, guys, and letting me talk about it. No, we're delighted to have you. So why don't you like, well, first of all, where are you coming to us from right now? Oh, a pile of laundry behind me, my son's <laughs> pile of laundry. I'm coming to you from New York, uh, from Queens, New York. And um, managed to do some laundry before. So you're seeing my messy house. And uh, all the secrets are out today. <laughs> well, Bo I is... I see that there's a Puma logo there. And mm -hmm. I'm getting a lot of private information here. So now I know that I can, I can, you know, probably sell you some Puma. And I don't okay. know what else. I don't have you... I don't have... Towels. I feel here. like we could sell you towels. I there's see some towels. towels drying over our door. <laughs> we have some Ikea lights from last Christmas that we haven't put away. We decided to like really just embrace Christmas all year round, even though we're mm -hmm. also Jewish. <laughs> and um, a custom painting by my aunt. So you could also impersonate her and say, can you lend me some money for art supplies? 
And then I, you could scam me that way. Oh, well, okay. We, we'll think about case. that. Now, Just when I hear you way. talk about Queens, I think of that wonderful line from Coming to America where Eddie Murphy goes, Take us to Queens at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and both spent a lot of time in Brooklyn. I've spent a lot of time yeah. in Manhattan. And so we, we feel a, a kinship here. But we're Amazing. delighted that you could join us. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your scam? Okay. So this one... I will say most scams that come by me, I don't really flinch an eye at. I don't worry about. I I can see them a mile away. And this one was deeply hurtful because um, this con artist or this con company, I do believe it's an entire company that they have sort of set on people and they study people and they come up with a perfect scam for them. This one was about offering me a speaking gig in London. 17 and they said it was very last minute and could I come over in the next few weeks and this was about a couple months ago actually like a couple days before we all recorded and um, I just mentioned casually on my podcast because it was a height of COVID in London and so I was then struggling with my family and worrying about my son and my husband like if I had to quarantine there or quarantine back would my husband be alone with my son for a while, even though he's working full time. It was very exciting because my, so I speak about breast cancer prevention for heredity based breast cancer, um, specifically for women who are positive for the BRC, BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes. Now that and was also the, that was the subject of your book, yes. Dangerous Boobies. Yes, yes. <laughs> And I love talking about it. I love talking about boobs. I love talking about the dangers, the joys, the cancers. <laughs> I'll talk about anything. Mm -hmm. And um, I've done multiple speaking gigs around the world. I've, I've went to Israel, one in Holland, one in England. I speak at universities. I speak at um, women groups. And I have loved doing that because I can offer perspective from a comedian, a novice when it comes to medical information, but just a human being to say, you are getting bombarded with all of this, these medical terms, paperwork, family history, a lot of trauma. If, if you have a heredity-based cancer, there's a million percent chance. It's, it's in your family, so you've gone through it and you've had some emotional experience, I'm sure. If you haven't, that's you, I believe it's pretty lucky to not have had any experience with it. But... Um, so coming into there, I like to give my perspective as someone that can be of more of like a girlfriend, a sister, a cousin to talk to, that the pressure's off, that we can talk about real things, that we can talk about sex after surgery, that we can talk about our identities as women. We can talk about the pain in loving a family member going through cancer and you taking preventative measures. And sometimes there's guilt with that. There's just a whole world with it. And it's my speaking gigs have been very lovingly successful and I have the best time ever, and I work with this company that I have a pretty high fee. The fee starts at $5,000 and then goes up, and most people start who have a book out and who have sort of the amount of exposure that I would have would start at $10,000 or $20,000. Like, these are very high-priced speaking gigs. They are for companies. They are for hospitals, and they will create these events, and it's nothing, they don't even bat an eyelash at the price point of like 10K, 20K. Now, 
I'm very uncomfortable with it because a lot of these companies are nonprofits. And so I will do a lot of price negotiations. But if someone comes through me, through my speaker profile, which is my online company I'm working with, Premier Speakers Bureau that I have my bio with, I know that it's going to be a $5,000 or more fee. Okay. So right. they said they saw me from my speaker profile. Now, that was my question is, do you have, have now, a lot of people, uh, creatives these days, they get um, leads or mm -hmm. even gigs via social media. Mm -hmm. um, people just reach out through direct message. Mm-hmm. How, uh, how did they reach out to you? Not through your speaker bureau? It was from my Squarespace website hmm. that goes to my email under comments. So I'm hmm. sorry, they didn't have, I have an automatic thing from my Squarespace website of my speaking gigs for caitlinbrodnick.com or caitlinbrodnick.co. You can message me there. And so it came from oh, and it's from a proxy, so it like bounces to you. Mm -hmm. It does. So they, oh. didn't, they didn't have my exact name, but... So they needed nothing. Nothing. I have gotten very legitimate gigs from my website. And right when my book was coming out, a lot of colleges reached out that way. And so that by proxy goes into my personal email inbox. And so I think also when I see a speaking gig through my personal email inbox, I automatically think it's probably legitimate. Like I think my own vision of it on my phone, I'm flipping through and I'm like, oh, this is a real one. This isn't a spam folder. This isn't my spam email that I use. And um, yeah, and they reached out to me for a speaking gig via my website and the details were incredible. <laughs> well, I have a question. Yeah. So they reached out. Now, can you tell that it's coming from your Squarespace when it comes in? I think yes. Yeah. Okay. I figured you could. Okay. I can. So these, these guys had an offer. They had an offer for you. They did. It was... And you couldn't refuse, right? Oh, God. I really didn't want to because... So I have... This is where, I don't know, they had to have done their homework of like social stalking as well because I have family in England, in London, and I did a speaking gig in London and spent two weeks there and actually did two events in London. And so I have pictures of me at the speaking gig in London with family, friends in London from my trip, probably on my Instagram, probably on my verified Facebook account under Caitlin Brodnick, under Katie Brodnick. And... Um, they picked a school in London. They said it was the owner, of the chancellor of the school, asked if I could do a special event for their women, for the women in their department about breast cancer prevention. And it, there was one or two lines where the verb was off, like the, the typing was a little weird. And I thought, well, maybe I'm dyslexic, like maybe somebody sent that incorrectly. And then I was talking to my husband. Now, this is after I had made all these like imaginary plans for myself, the next two days, I was talking to my husband going, I think if you're a chancellor of a university, you don't direct email somebody and you don't have any grammar errors, especially in England. They're brilliant. And then we looked at the email address and we realized that the email was the chancellor's name, the school name at gmail.com. Oh. And I was like, there's no way that a reputable college university in england is going to have a gmail account it would be like dot edu wouldn't it oh, yes yeah, dot it would edu, be dot yeah. anything anything that's not gmail They're now not did gonna... it occur to you that it could be that they were using gmail as a proxy and it just was some weird glitch or 
Well, I responded back right away before I realized this Hmm. and got nothing back. And then because they said it it was in haste and can you do this quickly? We had a speaker cancel. We need you to come in. Um, Flight paid for, hotel accommodation paid for, plus speaking fee. Like we're talking, you know, it could be up to $7,000 that they're spending on this, which is like a very surprising thing for me because I don't have that kind of money to throw around. And then also it seems like an incredible investment for the school. So if they're willing to pay that much, it's like, wow, they must really, really want to work with me. And um, Were they willing to have you like fly your family over there too or it was just you? I'm not sure, but they, when I responded, I heard nothing for like a day or two. And then probably like the third day was when I realized it was a scam. So I blocked that email address and haven't heard a single thing since. So I figured if they needed to get to me, they have my email address. They have that I replied from my personal email now. Now it, because if you get a Squarespace email, I don't reply, reply with my Squarespace email. I reply with my personal email, citing the Squarespace message that they sent me. So they have my personal information. But then since then, I've blocked everything. So if they wanted to reach out to me, let's say it wasn't going through, they could have a million other options to email me from any other email account. It's probably a school email account, not a Gmail account. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means you get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash 
Adam, sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. Caitlin, did you feel that this was like, I mean, really targeted, that it was tailor-made for you? It was 100% tailor-made. It was 100%. It was, it said... I mean, in one sense, it's pretty flattering to have a, you know, in another sense, it's terrifying. It feels very uh, invasive. It also feels just so sad. I was like, you know, because it's not that these people, one, I could have used the money and it put me in like a tailspin of how I can like pay off my debts, pay... And then, like, what am I going to do for my son for COVID? And he's three years old. He can't get vaccinated. Am I going to have to isolate from him? What are we going to do about childcare? We don't have a nanny. She left because of COVID. Like, all these things that it was, like, a personal stress. But then also, I love these events. I love these women. I love talking to women who come in feeling so, as I did, just, like, you're you're either in shock you're completely fractured or you're just upset and want to cry. And then we can create a community within like 45 minutes. We're all talking. We're all being honest. We're all hugging by the end because we're just human beings trying to survive life. And so they're taking this that is my most, I wish it had been for ScamWow. I wish it had been a speaking gig for anything. I wish it had been an acting audition, like trying to sell fake donuts. Like this is something that I, I love these ladies. And so I actually was mourning the loss of being able to share with these ladies like how how special and how things can turn around for them and help get them I mean, out of this. It's an incredible, it's an incredible, Adam and I both know people who have had preventative double mastectomies. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's because traumatic. Of, I mean, it's, yeah, it cuts it someone to their core. It is. But and, Adam and I know one of these people, both of us know this person. Uh, and Adam, you have to admit and I know this This is true about the other person I know, too. Strongest woman I know. Incredibly strong, a happy warrior. Mm-hmm. And happy warrior. just yeah. did what they had to do because that's what they had to do. She has yeah. two kids. Um, and, you know, she said, I'm doing it for them as much as I'm doing it for me. Mm-hmm. And then after it happened, then she was talking about the fact that in certain senses, it gave her a do-over. Uh, completely yeah and uh, but but you know for people to take advantage of someone who is trying to help people is you know my mother always used to say since we're into jewish mothers yeah uh no good deed goes unpunished but uh the truth is you know you're doing the work of the angels and it's tragic that there's someone that would come along and exploit this but this is what these folks do so what was the, I have a question, what was the goal? What were they trying to do? Do you have a sense of how the scam worked? This is what it says. This is Dear Caitlin Brodnick, my name is Allison Arnon from New City College. We want you to be our guest speaker for this year's seminar, which will take place here in UK at the New City College. We're writing to invite you to confirm your booking to be our speaker at these year seminar instead of this year seminar. And it said, we came across your profile at Premier Speakers Bureau. Um, We want to say it's up to standard and we will be very glad to have such an outstanding personality in our midst for these overwhelming gathering. 
that's not real, uh, with your multi-space talented, sorry about our late invitation, it's due to the fact that our speaker had back out because of her sudden illness. Oh yeah, well, there, there, there's a bunch of uh, red flags. <laughs> a bunch of red flags, you guys. But also, normally, now, I could be wrong, and Bo, Travis, correct me, but normally, if, if you are a luminary that's being invited to speak at an event, they would either say, Dear Ms. Brodnick, or Dear Caitlin, they wouldn't say, Dear Caitlin Brodnick. Oh, yeah. And well, then I don't even know about that, Adam. I know that, like, having seen a bunch of these over the years, um, I mean, and you get oh, asked I... all the time, Adam, to do these kind of speaking events. We've seen these, and Adam, I'm not so concerned about the the, the way they addressed her. I mean, they're, the red flags are like, this is like, the rest when of the something letter. goes wrong in a Bugs Bunny cartoon and there's like an explosion of flags. Um, there's more. Do you want me to keep reading? Because yeah, I yeah, yeah, responded, yeah. guys. Okay. You responded. I did to this. Okay. So this is the second paragraph. Ugh, so embarrassing. Arrangements. So, so did you respond like something like, I would please be to speak? No. No. Here's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> this is the thing. They picked the most perfect dyslexic breast cancer prevention person ever. I, Wait, do you I'm think they knew? I'm super dyslexic. No, it's that I wasn't tough enough and sharp enough when I read it because my eyes do this bouncing anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do so, you think they knew you were dyslexic? Do you I mention mean, that in your book? I do, but do you think they read my book? I do. You never know. For this? You never, you never know. know. I mean, if they're doing good research, I think it's harder and harder to hack someone these days because oh. we're looking for it. So if I were a hacker... Not to say this is some weird Pink Panther thing That's where fine. I actually am a hacker. Go but ahead, um, do it. Well, I, uh, I would read your book. I would 100% okay. read your book. 1,000%. Because it has all the inf- a memoir would have all the information I need it's, to hack you. It really does, guys. <laughs> it really does. I'm really, I'm really a sitting duck. Somebody doing research on a target. Uh, it, is, it is shocking how much information in the process of educating people or mm-hmm. whatever we do, when we do the things we do, we give an enormous amount of information away. Part of it is because we want people to become more familiar with this when you're writing a book. that You want them to get to know you, to understand you based on all the things you do and you know what makes you respond to things. And so I think that they, they may they may have really they, been zeroing in on it. It's just bad for them that their grammar was so horrendous. They, did, they even did a, a venue breakdown. They have a venue break. Like these are all things that I get in an email breakdown from hmm. them. I get sort of the venue, the telephone number, the email, the expected audience. It also said arrangements to welcome you here will be discussed as soon as your honor, as soon as you honor our invitation. If you have any more publicity material, please do not hesitate to contact me. A formal letter of invitation would be sent to you as soon as you honor our invitation. So I'm thinking like, okay, this is a quick email, then we'll get a formal letter. And then it says, we are taking care of your flight and hotel accommodation expenses, including your speaker fees. Stay blessed. And that's when, you know, hmm. I don't think that Chancellor of a school is going to say stay blessed. But the, Now, there really is a New City College. There correct, is. In and that's actually her. There is an Allison who's in charge of it. But if you click her um, stuff, that's not the email address. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, gmail.com email address there, it says one of the biggest red flags. I mean, there are no, several but here. I but I think you guys are wrong about that. And I'm going to make. Um, Caitlin crazy. That's fine. Um, 
Listen, Brodnick. <laughs> I think it was real. It. No. You think, think it was real? real. <laughs> I think I think you blew it. You just blew seven grand. I probably no. did. No, 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 no. But I mean, it's possible. I just wanted to say, like, listen, I could fall for this, Travis, because an event might well have a Gmail address because they don't want to clog up their work email. Hmm. That could be. You're right. Sure. You're right. The nature of this hack had to have been they they overpay, no? That's or they could have just asked be. for a, uh, a bank account information to wire the money to. Ah, How would that help it. them? Because they could uh, get a withdrawal from it. And if they have all of my information, if they've read my book, if they have like mother's maiden name, if they have everything, they could get bank account information and then go through it. Also, unfortunately, I found out that you can recreate someone's voice from listening to their podcast <laughs> by some sort of formula. Kate, my producer said that if she could, if I need to say something and if I, she doesn't have me, she has a program that she can program to say like oh yeah sure in my voice and it will say that deep fake voice they do that a lot these days or at least I they dig do that caitlin's more. interpretation adam what i think it? caitlin's interpretation is um sort of delectable in that they were drilling down into the very few pieces of information they needed to do some serious identity theft. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can figure. And do you can I ask you a question, Caitlin? Yeah. You mentioned having a nanny. Yeah. So, no, no, understood. So that means you have a bunch of extra money for them to steal. We don't. don't. Our nanny was a babysitter who lived down the street who would occasionally babysit when I was working shifts at Home Depot for a part-time job. And she was like, it's too risky. I don't want to be around you guys. So I am the number one child care provider. So you don't, you don't like reek of, um, Rolls Royces and stuff online. Here's the thing. I don't, but I do think people think I'm richer than I am. And Mm. I think it's from my upbringing because my aunt was an incredibly poor actress and she was always like, don't, she never wanted me to feel poor, to behave poor, to emulate anything less than like a glamorous woman. Mm. And it has completely been a disservice to me. <laughs> like, I wish I could just say I am broke. <laughs> like, I, I try oh. to, I've had friends be like, oh, you can't afford this. And I'm like, no, I can't. I've told you that already. And they haven't really believed me. I was working on a project where this person kept asking me to put money in, into it. And I said, I told you I'm at, like, I'm going through savings now. Like, we're done. I can't put any more money in. And he was completely shocked. So I think there's an element, maybe also being a public speaker, hoping to get a gig for $5,000 that hasn't happened this year, you know, for COVID. People think you're af- more affluent than you are. Well, it also presents a, a great opportunity if um, they say you're more likely to, you know, jump at an offer like that. If they're just saying like, okay, this person's probably going to get really excited, then that means we can uh, probably get even further with this scam than if you're just saying like, no, that's risky. There's COVID. No, thank you. Um, well, I and just said- turn it up. Thank you for contacting me. I'd love to know more about this event. Mm-hmm. But then that email back is then they have my personal email and they know then that they have all of this information and that I'm sort of hooked. But it was so realistic, this first email. This form is the venue form that I get from my agents. So they've done their research as well as I'm. they probably did it with other speakers. Uh, this is probably here. I'll show you again what... No, I, I, well, I have no doubt. And, and the other thing is that, again, they're offering you a speaking opportunity in 
relative to Queens, an exotic place, London. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to London? And for it's me, just, it's seeing it's, family, yeah. Absolutely. And if Caitlin accepted, they would have said that for federal tax purposes, you have to give us your social security number. Bang! <gasps> oh, uh, you're That's right. the scam. Bam. They wanted my social. They <sighs> had my information. They had my mom's maiden name. They just needed my social. Wow. That That's is it. so cool. Mm-hmm. Suckers, you didn't get it. Ha <laughs> ha. No, plus they would have gotten your, I assume, they would have also gotten your phone number too, which has become the equivalent of a universal identifier yes. these days. They would have well. completed the puzzle. That's, That's it. Great. All the tiles, the mosaic would have been complete. This is the coolest thing ever because we have just, <laughs> listen, on What the Hack with Adam Levin, thanks to Scam Wow, <laughs> a lovely podcast that we listen to and have been on, I want to say we just discovered a new twist to the employment scam. Dun, dun, dun. You are completely right. God, completely right. Because they could send you a 401c3 form or like whatever those i9 forms. I'm terrible at tax forms. And you would, you know, you'd, you'd send it back. So they'd yes. pay you as an independent mm-hmm. contractor. And there's your home address, name, and social. Everything. Okay, the whole world yep. can hear the smile on your face right now. But <laughs> I would like to say... I'm you, you should be worried about this happening again. I am worried about it happening again. And what from now on, what I have done is the people that responded to me on email, on Instagram, that I've now sent everyone over to my speaker agents. I just mm-hmm. want everything to go through them. At least right. two other people can glance at it for me. It's I can't blame it on my dyslexia and my lack of grammar skills. Um, you'd think if I wrote a book, I'd have some grammar, but it, it's very minimal. <laughs> and I, I even had somebody message me a very casual email like, hey, girl, I sent you an Instagram email. want to know if you could do this thing at my school. And years ago, I would have said, of course, but now I just can't. I have to go have it all go through an agent first because of this. Now I won't, I won't be so trigger happy. Well, you should do what Bo and I do, and that is anytime anybody contacts us to do anything, we say you have to speak to Travis. Here's his social security number, his phone number. Travis, can you talk to everyone for me too? I his really mother's maiden name. <laughs> Certainly. I'll take Travis and his mother. I'll take anyone. I need help. Maybe not my mother, but yeah. <laughs> In the alternative, on your website, post all that information and say, you have it already, now leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. And they have, and I have a publicist for my book, and I have an, I have multiple agents of all kinds of agencies, and um, that's all available. But I, there's this feeling, I think that I, and I have created this feeling, I will admit, that I wanted a closeness and a connection with my readers and with other women going through this because it feels so impersonal and sterile and terrifying that in my book, I welcome people to contact me on social media for us to connect for, you know, just to have, and and I have, I've had people call me from all over the world to say, I'm nervous. My husband won't want to have sex with me again. What was it like for you after surgery? I mean, this is, this is stuff that I think is priceless for these women who feel so isolated and alone. So a big part of my experience in this is that I want to be easily contacted in some ways. Well, no, that's extremely important. And the message you're delivering is a message of hope and comfort. And it's a beautiful thing. Travis, so how can people prevent this from happening in the future? Well, 
One thing that um, I've set up in the past, I'm not sure if you can do it with Squarespace, um, but a lot of time, if you're getting information from a contact form on a website, uh, you can also include the sender's IP address. Oh, didn't know that. Um, so what that would mean is if someone is saying, I'm writing you from London, you can just look up the IP address and just say, is that actually in London? <gasps> That is in and of itself a pretty quick thing that if you were to say, you know, like, no, it's actually coming from like Bahrain, then then you'd okay. say, all right, that, that seems very suspicious. Again, I'm not sure if you can do that with uh, Squarespace. I would assume you might be able to, um, but with a lot of contact forms, if you have that on there, it's just, it's sort of a good way to add in a little bit of an extra gatekeeper. That's wonderful. Yeah. And same thing um, is to always just double check the email address. It sounds like you did. Um <laughs> Bo and I may disagree on this, but I do think the gmail.com was a uh, pretty big red flag there. Um, mm -hmm. Usually, especially if someone's writing on behalf of a university of some sort, they will be writing from the actual um, university's domain. Uh, I was just domain. trying to like, have a what if, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> harsh yeah. on my buzz. <laughs> I, and I don't think I'll take any more jobs over rando social media. I, I am going to put my employment in more organized hands than my own. Well, well that's the simple thing is just mm -hmm. always say all of all of my scheduling is handled by my speakers bureau. Mm -hmm. Here's the person to contact over there. Mm -hmm. You just have to make sure that the people in the speakers bureau don't fall for stuff like this I too. Know. So. It's, and the it's good thing incredible. is that because it was done via email, it was slowed down enough so that you could do this sort of matrix style avoidance of the bullet. <laughs> which yes, you dodged <laughs> completely completely you, know, you did dodge it i know i feel really lucky and i i will say that this has happened i i think i've had random people reach out to me more believe it or not like more like sexually which sounds like crazy to say but because of my the book's called dangerous boobies they'll say like hey baby or something like disgusting on a facebook message so i was used to that this was such a <laughs> distinguished school i was like this isn't the harassment i'm used to as a woman talking about breasts <laughs> this is different well that's because they know that's <laughs> what you really care about now, yeah. as and, and no one ever, no one ever does, because when Adam was saying the title of your book earlier, it really sounded like he was saying "bubula." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have there ever been any dangerous bubbies? <laughs> bubbies. I mean, it's time. It's time to get some dangerous bubbies in this, and just like yeah. taking down, taking down cyber criminals. We may have to rename our podcast "Dangerous Bubbies." <laughs> <laughs> this is an offshoot podcast called "Dangerous Bubbies." Caitlin, this was awesome, and heaven knows we could talk about this for weeks because you are truly fun and insightful and caring and really just a mensch, a mensch, just a beautiful person. This so, so thank you so much. I am thrilled to be a guest on your podcast. You guys are the brilliant and really guardian angels to so many people <laughs> when it comes as, to as are you for all of the people that you speak on behalf of and speak to. So listen, thank you so much. And till we meet again, lowering your digital property values. Thank you very, very much for coming on What the Hack with Adam Levin. Today. Thank you guys. Bye. This is wonderful. I hope to talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Bye. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, 
I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You know, I think some people hear this, Adam, and they think, hmm, that seems like a tremendous amount of work for a questionable payoff. I mean, you know, botnet type attacks where you get spam and it says, you know, you you just won the lottery or your Chase account's been compromised or I don't know. Look at this person making a fool of themselves. All of those are understandable. But, but you know, I think people don't get why um, th- someone might put in the effort to collect the kind of information they collected f- about Caitlin and then went to the extra effort to collect the missing pieces they didn't have. Well, I th- it, it's of great interest to people when you're a public figure and people are making assumptions about who you are, what you do, how much you're worth. Uh, and there are some people that people think it's worth the effort. There's also boiler room operations where there are uh, different people that are tasked with going after different targets, and whoever gets the most information the fastest, they pass on the other targets and then focus on that particular individual as well. Right, Travis? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the other two things to keep in mind here, first of all, a small or seemingly small amount of money can go a lot further depending on where you are in the world. That if you're sending it from, say, London, yeah, that a few hundred bucks or a few thousand dollars might not really be uh, seem like it's worth it. But if you're doing that from Pakistan, it is definitely going to be worth it. Well, like, but the other thing here is I speak from experience as a creative. I have maintained excellent credit, but I don't always have a lot of cash. And it's one of the reasons why I maintain excellent credit. So let's just say someone hit me right now. They think I've got tons of money. I don't. If you go after my cash, you're kind of screwed. But your but credit is golden. If you, if you go after golden. my credit, you could go buy a new car. And that is serious money. And, Bo, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that new $80,000 car that I was able to buy using your credit. I know. I've seen you out in, in, out in your little strips doing racing people for pink slips. I see you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to see me for that, Suko. <laughs> Hey, if you like What the Hack with Adam Levin, you can do us a favor. Go on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. It really helps people find the show. 
And if you really, really like the show, give us a review too. All that lets people know that What the Hack with Adam Levin is something that they should check out. Thanks a lot. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Stephen, the man with two first names. You can find us online at loudtreemedia.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.